Hey everybody, this is Bob Barker with the AGC of Wisconsin, and I want to welcome you to today's Forward Construction Podcast. This is our third podcast in 2021, and again, we're glad to put 2020 behind us and move forward. So um, today, I'm pleased to have with me John Bartosik, Executive Vice President with Zenith Tech. So uh, most folks that have driven the roads and bridges of Wisconsin have seen Zenith Tech, and you know Wisconsin's very privileged to have you know a great um, group of um, bridge builders in the state and and uh, highway contractors and Zenith Tech and and the Walbeck Group, Payne and Dolan. Um, they're all part of that. Um, but John's here today to talk about um, Zenith Tech and um, what they do, um, not only in the bridge market, but um, for contractors that, that might be building buildings or, or other types of projects. So welcome, John. Thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. Yeah. So, so John, just um, for those who might not be familiar with Zenith Tech, um, just give us a little background about the company. Uh, Zenitech is the uh, heavy civil group that's part of the Walbeck Group. The, the Walbeck Group uh, is uh, basically appropriately named after our founder, Walter Bechtel, and we're currently in our third generation of, of family leadership. Uh, the Walbeck Group is actually comprised of Payne and Dolan, Northeast Asphalt, Zenitech, Premier Concrete, and Construction Resource Management. As you mentioned, most people know about Zenitech on, on the bridge building side, but we're kind of a vertically integrated heavy civil construction company that... Uh, you know, we we kind of focused on uh, providing those services to the heavy civil construction uh, to our customers. You know, we're backed by a team of, of structural engineers and designers that, you know, we can provide you know, turnkey services to our, to our clients from everything from forming and false work analysis to foundation design, traffic control, as you mentioned earlier, again, bridge construction and in specialized foundation services. Um, those areas have really grown for us over the last several years as we grow and expand our, our professional team to provide these services to all our customers. So, John, you provide those uh, engineering and other services in-house? Correct. Uh, you know, one of our biggest, fastest-growing areas really has been our engineering and design services uh, to meet the, the customer's demand and expectations. A lot of times we get on projects, and as you know, as uh, typical construction projects, are very fast-paced, and sometimes there are changes to jobs that aren't, aren't 100% constructible. And so to alleviate, you know, projects not getting done on time, we grew the engineering uh, portion of our business to basically serve ourselves to, you know, have real-time solutions and, and, you know, keep construction jobs on time, uh, under budget. And, you know, providing those services has really given our clients a, a bigger uh, breadth of services that we can provide from them so they don't have to you know, call in uh, other engineers and designers to look at a project. We can do it as a holistic approach for them. So, John, do you typically self-perform uh, most of your, your field work for your scopes of work? Correct. Uh, you know, one of the th- things that we really provide is, you know, like complete site construction services. Uh, basically, especially for, for vertical contractors, uh, we can provide, you know, everything outside that bu- building envelope, uh, you know, everything on the full site construction management services, site grading, stabilization, you know, stone and utility installation, you know, concrete, flat work, decorative concrete. Uh, you know, the Walbeck team, you know, does the asphalt paving. Uh, we're a material supply company as well. Uh, and, and, you know, providing constructability analysis on, on a lot of projects uh, as it goes. So, 
you know, I really look at it. So, you know, we're basically a turnkey solution for any vertical building contractor. So they don't have to have multiple uh, contractors. You know, Walbeck is a, you know, one key uh, component of, of doing the site work for them that they can have a really integrated uh, team out there. So, John, let's talk about, you know, the types of projects, I guess, that you have done or are or, or experienced at or want to do. Um, and then and then maybe you can add in, you know, some of your notable projects that large or small or you're particularly proud of. Sure. Well, you know, I, I think, you know, touching a little bit on the, the, the you know, focus of, of what you mentioned earlier, what people know us for, you know, one of the interesting projects that will actually be upcoming uh, obviously, is you know we've heard you know everybody knows all the Madison Beltline. Uh, there's actually a DOT project that the the Walbeck team will be uh, working together, Zenith Tech and Payne and Dolan, to basically build a a flex lane uh, on US 12, uh, and that's with our you know partner with the Wisconsin uh, Department of Transportation. So basically, it's making improvements on the Madison Beltline US 12 between the Whitney Way exit in um, I 39 and 90. So. What's happening there on this project is going to be we're going to be resurfacing uh, to address deteriorating pavement. We're going to uh, improve existing drainage on that, that project and replace the existing median barrier wall. So there's a lot of concrete work that Xenotech will be performing on this, the, the whole median barrier. And basically, uh, the reason for that is to upgrade the Beltline median shoulders to be a part-time uh, serve as travel lanes. You know, so upgrading the, sh- the, the shoulders for through travel uh, is, you know, they, the DOT uses the analogy of part-time shoulder use, which is branded in Wisconsin as, as the flex lane. So that's going to be a really interesting project. Obviously, it's a high-profile project on, on the Beltline. We all know how busy it is, and, and we're looking at bringing some efficiencies so we can, you know, serve the traveling public in, in user delay, keep it to a minimum on that project. So there's a lot of um, uh, interesting opportunities on that project to make things more efficient in uh, the DOT has been an excellent partner to work with to to make these type of projects, uh, you know, bring them to, you know, on time and on budget. So that's one that we're really looking forward to doing this year up and coming. Okay. Um, uh, some of the other things, as, okay. as I mentioned earlier, a little bit for the, for the uh, you know, vertical people, one of the, uh, you know, I think novelty projects, I'll call it, and a lot of people know uh, uh, of this in Milwaukee, they call it the, the 777 project. Basically, it's located in the heart of downtown Milwaukee. The 777 project is a 35-story luxury apartment community that required a deep uh, piling foundation system. Uh, Zenith Tech uh, worked with the, the contractor to, to provide that. And one of the things that, that we did is, is we provided a, a solution, engineering solution, to increase single-pile design capacity by 20%. So, again, looking at their... Uh, uh, what the design was actually, we actually recommended going in and doing a pile analysis for them. And basically, we reduced the length of the piling on that project by 30 per, uh, 33%. Uh, obviously, it's providing a significant cost savings uh, to, the, to the project. Uh, we developed a number of sequence pile-by-pile pile schedule to allow earth retention, excavation, and pile-driving concrete work and other trades to work on the project. And again, very tight, very, very tight project, Very not much room at all. And again, you know, you know, increasing the pile capacity and, and providing, you know, less material out there made, it, made that project, you know, quite efficient. So those are some of the services that, you know, are unique to us that we can provide because we have those strong engineering capabilities in-house. Yeah, well, you know, going back on your Beltline project, I, I drive that Beltline every, every day, um, east and west. And I, I am coming to our office on the east side from the west and going east isn't bad 
But those folks coming off at 39 and going west on the Beltline, it's a kind of a disaster for about um, maybe a two-mile stretch there. So hopefully that alleviates um, some of that problem. And and um, um, also, you know, that Beltline, it, it needs some safety upgrades. So hopefully um, they're looking at that. You know, on on the on the vertical side, um, you know, I I don't know if you've followed in, in much of the um, discussion about um, you know some of the the green building type proposals in relation Absolutely. in relation to you know having um, green roofs and you know all these other things that I mean sure I mean they're they're good ideas I mean they're good things to conserve water and all that good stuff but I have to imagine that your piling systems um, and expertise and piling and, and what you're talking about, the engineering of it, I mean, that's going to go right down to the piles, right? I mean, what, what they, what they're talking about. Absolutely. I think, you know, I think we're all, you know, like I said, the, I think the green initiatives obviously is, is, you know, I think the, the key thing is, you know, for us all to be sustainable, obviously we are, we're all technically should be environmentalists nowadays and stuff like that and care about their future. And that, and I think there's a lot of things that you can be more efficient at, and you know, really having that in-house engineering expertise, as you mentioned, you know, being part of the Wallbeck Group over the years, I, I've had the uh, luxury and in, in, in honor to serve on, you know, national and international groups. One of them was an international scanning group that uh, that Federal Highways put together to go over to Europe and look at different technologies, uh, warm mix asphalt being one of them. You know, how do we, you know, let, use less fuel to to build roads you know how do we make roads greener how do we make you know asphalt greener you know asphalt is the most recycled material in the world uh and you know so just making those constantly making it better even though we're good at it you know it's just it's striving to be better each time and i think that's very important and as you mentioned you know a building doesn't care what type of foundation system it's on it cares you know it you know so really you know making that the most efficient you can and not over designing i think a lot of times that you, you get on projects sometimes and you know, the, the constructability review process, I think, is one of the most important projects to really make sure that you're making that project efficient. I know a lot of engineers that we've hired over the years that come to work for our group says that the, the first first time here and first time designing a project, they sit down and we call it the war room uh, because we really look at the designs and we're, they're vetted by the construction group. So, you know, I even have you know professional engineers that are in the construction group and, you know, a couple of the guys said, boy, I, I felt like I was defending my thesis here from college, you know, over just simple designs. And, and again, it just makes us better, you know, question how we do things, you know, how can it be more efficient? How can we, you know, save our customer dollars and, and give them a better product at the end of the day? Right. So, so John, I guess, you know, talking about, you know, design and all that, how has technology impacted what Zenitech does for your business? I think, you know, technology as a whole, whether it's uh, out in the field uh, on equipment you know, to, you know, in, in the office on, on software. So, it, it, you know, it, it, it's really a, you know, you have to look at it as a holistic approach. I look at it, you know, I think at one time, you know, the, the mantra, you know, construction's a dirty, hardworking job, but good paying. I think it doesn't have to think of that, and it isn't anymore. You know, we we make, they make jackhammers nowadays that uh, are more efficient. You know, you talk about, uh, you know, just a worker out in the on the on the site. You know, how do you? Nobody wants to hold a jackhammer in the middle of summertime. But how can you? You know, what's the most efficient jackhammer? Low vibration, things of that in that nature. You know, constantly looking at the technology, as well as robotics. Uh, some of the some of the things we look at now that you know would hire uh, a man to do the work. You know, that man instead of operating the jackhammer itself, 
you know, we have uh, robots that we can use, you know, so they're, they're just operating a lever, you know, much more efficient than, than a single person actually can, can uh, reduce labor on a project and also make it more comfortable. So that technology is really important as well on, on our, you know, equipment, making it more efficient. Uh, in the office on, on the design thing, uh, you know, the, the 3D renderings that we can do nowadays to really look at depth on projects, especially site work, uh, you know, you know, the, the you know, biggest, I think, challenge is sometimes when you go into a project in unforeseen conditions is, you know, one, nobody knows what's underground, right? So helping and having the ability to really model what's in the ground, I think, goes a long ways. You know, a you know, vertical building might be, hey, where do you hit rock? You know, is there is there actually rock removal? Because geotechnical reports uh, are what they are. You know, nobody, you know, it, it, a lot of times people go in and, and not want to spend the money, but having that real detailed analysis of, of looking at a project, you know, having enough information and coming back to the office and really modeling in, in depth to know what's in the ground, I think that technology has made jobs more efficient, uh, has, has alleviated the number of unforeseen conditions once you start your excavation process, uh, and, and really helps us all the way around to, to drive a project more on time and uh, on budget. So, I, John, that's kind of new to me. So, so are you using like soil borings and, and like um, utility locations to kind of do a, a model of what's going to be under the building? Is that kind of what you're doing? Absolutely. So okay. you actually, you actually, you're exactly right. You basically take in your, your borings and you would put them on a, a map, detailed location map, and in the computer software that you use actually would give you a 3D rendering and showing, and you know, in between each hole, what's the anticipated elevation of rock? You know, if it undulates more, and that way our geotechs can actually look at that information and say, hey, we should probably get a couple more borings out here, uh, because the model is telling us that. You know, there's quite a deviation between these two holes. So, again, going out there for a couple thousand dollars in, in knowing, you know, what you can do on the project or what, the, you know, modeling that rock elevation. And, and, again, rock elevation is one simple concept. But even, you know, understanding the water and sewer impacts out there and uh, what it is. So, you know, anything that has a data point, you know, they have the ability for surveyors to go out in the field, measure it, come back in the office, and, and, and look at the 3D model so you can turn it, twist it, and kind of understand, okay, what is the perfect building elevation? How do we, you know, really balance the site? Uh, so, so to, you know, you know, we don't have a bunch of material leaving the site or have to haul in a bunch of material. So it really helps us build that model to, to look at what the most efficient site design is. You know, that's really cool. And, and, you know, you and I haven't talked about this. this is actually the first time we've ever met over the phone. And, but, you know, one thing that, AGC as an organization, you know, has done for the last 15 years is uh, initiated a, a workforce development um, strategy in the high schools. And, you know, the one thing that we're always trying to do is focus on technology because that's kind of what, you know, a lot of these, that's all they know. A lot of these, you know, high schoolers have been grown up with technology, right? So, I mean, would, would, would you know, sometime, would you guys be willing to take in one of our um, ace academy high school classes to show them all this stuff oh absolutely i would okay. love to all right that'd be great i'll, to, I'll let our guys know, you know about it i think you haven't had you know the community engagement portion for us really to make sure that we have a sustainable workforce is probably you know, the most important thing i think before covid I don't, I don't remember the exact numbers but what was our you know unemployment was down to what three three point something percent it was hard you know our our biggest barrier to growth was people 
And, you know, I think getting to the high schoolers early and, and often is going to, you know, it pays the dividends. And, you know, so those outreach programs, I, I think, are paramount to our success. success. And we have to show the students and, and their parents and, you know, the school teachers, administrators, guidance counselors that, you know, construction technology is big in construction and it's not, you know, the dirty job that you, you know, you, you hear about in the in the past. I mean, sure, there's, you know, it's tough work and, you know, you got to be out in the weather in Wisconsin, which isn't fun. But there's a lot of opportunities um, in the field and in the office um, that are rewarding. And so we need to continue to, to push um, for our fair share of the best and brightest um, in our high schools. And we're going to continue well, to do that. Interesting. You use you've been to technology on the field and, and, you know, we mentioned right off the bat, you know, you know, what high schooler wouldn't think this is cool. And, you know, and yet, and it, it's, you're showing that when you have 30 and 40 year old construction workers, basically, I want to say fighting, but, all excited to actually operate one of these, some of these units, some of the robots and stuff where you think that they're, you know, some of them are technology adverse, but they just think, you know, you know, some of this equipment is, you know, best thing since sliced bread. So that, that's really fun that, to add these things to our uh, tool chest. Yeah. Great. So um, from Xenotech's perspective, you know, I guess you can, you can uh, you know, talk about any markets you're in, but, I mean, where do you see your greatest opportunities? What, what's your outlook for the market in the next year or so? Uh, you know, I think you know our our biggest opportunities really are that to, to work with the, the GCs and, and and show them the level of expertise that a you know integrated vertically integrated you know material supply company uh, and contractor like ourselves really bring to the table for them on, on projects. You know, again, bringing that that complete site turnkey solution to them. You know, we're material experts. You know, we we know. You know, pavement sections, what what type of pavement? You know, a lot of times I call it spec engineering. You know, a lot of the projects we see on the site designs are, you know, you know, engineers, you know, they're not the material experts. They understand materials that our DOTs are using. But honestly, a lot of times the DOT materials are the wrong application for commercial industrial sites. Uh, the ESO loading is much different on a, on a commercial site. So, you know, DOT designs, uh, honestly, sometimes aren't the appropriate ones for, for site design. So, you know, bringing our integrated services in to explain why, you know, and, and, and again, understanding the materials because we're supplying those materials is, is, a, is, a, is a big thing to us and our, our customers. Um, you know, again, constantly growing that engineering design and, and support services to, to bring the turnkey solutions and expertise to the contractor. We really see that as, as one of the big growths because our customers demand it. Our, our uh, you know, we have customers that, uh, you know, one of them is one of the largest uh, retail spaces in the country. Uh, we're in 17 different states for them, and we basically provide production management services for them or oversight just to keep uh, their projects uh, on in scope and, and on budget. So basically, we do a review. We're not going down to, to Florida to to do the construction for them, but they ask us to look at their designs down there, make recommendations, and, and you know see if there's inefficient or efficiencies that we can really bring to the table. Uh, we have industrial co- clients that are all across the country as well. Some of them are home-based here out of Wisconsin, uh, headquartered, uh, that we uh, things for them uh, on our facilities. Uh, you know, so, you know, bringing that expertise in house, everything, you know, everybody, you know, vertical contractors are one of the biggest things that we can bring as, as a uh, uh, expertise to them as well as uh, uh, clients are. You know, you don't make money on stormwater on a site, right? So you're putting in ponds, and even though they may be aesthetically pleasing, you know, 
these vertical buildings need parking spaces and they need green space. Uh, you know, making sure the stormwater designs are really efficient. You know, that's one of the areas of expertise our engineers really look at hard and our construction team. We had a project actually all the way up in North Dakota. It was basically a $5 million site package. We saved the client a million and a half dollars uh, because we, when we bid on the project form, we said we could redesign it and make it more efficient. They didn't believe us at first, and proof was in the pudding. Uh, we actually came in, and because of our design approach, we got rid of uh, two ponds that they were building that could be then turned around and sold as outlots and you know, designed the project for them and got it through the approval process. So, you know, those are things that I think that, you know, really set us apart from other contractors is, is having that expertise in engineering. And that, that alone, I think, is what's the fastest growing area that is going to provide, you know, long-term growth for the company is, is providing those solutions to, you know, other contractors. Yeah, that, that's really great information. Um, just so I, I know you, uh, Xena Tech's fairly new to AGC, but, um, one of the benefits of membership is um, that we have a partnership with chapters from around the country. So if you're traveling into a new area and you don't know, you know, any of the local contractors or local folks, whether it's government or whatever, um, you know, give us a call and we can help you through our local chapter. And um, that that's one of the benefits of of AGC membership is, you know, what we call our seamless experience that we try to provide with members and, and helping them as they travel. Because as you know, when you, when you travel, that's probably your, you know, one of your biggest risks that you take, right? Um, generally. Absolutely. It's, it's connections, right? And yeah. as you mentioned, I think that's the, the biggest thing in the construction industry. You want to work with good contractors, right? Yeah. And, you know, typically, you know, uh, ones that run the trader organizations are and are very active, you know, have good reputations, right? Uh, by nature, is you know, a bad word. Word travels much faster than than a good word. I, I feel at times. So, uh, you know, I think it's very important to have those contacts, you know, across the country. When you, like you said, when we're doing things like uh, Zenotech and and the Walbeck Group are doing. Right. So, so John, switching gears a little bit. I I know you know none of this happens you know with the good work that you guys do with, both in house with your engineering and your field work without good people, right? And absolutely. Um, just curious, you know, from a recruiting and hiring uh, strategy standpoint, you know, how what is your strategy um, both in the office and in the field? Well. I think, you know, one of our strategies is, is you know, the people. And, and we're happy to say that actually in 2020, the Milwaukee Business Journal uh, named the Walbeck Group uh, one of the best places to work. So I think that in itself, you know, the, the, making sure the company provides an inclusive and challenging work environment, you know, and making sure they're rewarding the team members, you know, with respect and trust, confidence and fairness. I, I think that's really important because I think years ago you looked at, you know, I think there's a lot of models that, you know, companies look like, hey, people are going to want to work for us and, you know, look what we did, we did from. Well, that's true, but work-life balance is really important nowadays. And I think striving to make sure that we have a good work-life balance, you know, with continuous learning and innovation is really important. You know, treating, you know, our most important asset, the people, that they want to work here. Not that, you know, it's an honor for them to work for us. It's an honor for them to be here is, is our model that, you know, we're honored to have the people. You know, and I think years ago, you know, the, it was, you know, companies more treated the people like they're, you know, a disposable asset. I, and I think that, that dynamics have changed, and it, and it had to, uh, I think, to, to get people to travel with work, you know, 
sometimes work the longer hours, it has to be enjoyable and, and making sure that we're constantly, you know, rewarding people for the things that they do. And I, I, that's been really important for us. Uh, I think that, you know, it's important. And I think uh, the proof's in the pudding. You know, our average tenure of, of a Walbeck team member is 11 years. Uh, I think today's day and age, that's a, that's, a, that's a pretty staggering number, thinking that the average person of the number of employees we have is 11 years tenure. So we're very proud of that. I think, you know, making sure that, you know, we have union and both non-union skilled workers, you know, in professional management. I think, you know, constantly, you know, treating uh, the unions like they're our partners. Uh, you know, that's one of the most valuable assets we have uh, is making sure that we work with our respective units, you know, and we, we make sure we offer unique benefits with respect to their, their, their unions. So, you know, ma- making sure that, you know, you know, competitive wage compensation and we're doing the, the, that little bit extra, you know, providing a little bit back, better insurances, providing, you know, 401k and profit sharing. I think that's one of our biggest strategic things that we've done is, and the, and the Beto family has really done for the, for the wall back is making sure that, again, treating our uh, team members like they're, they're the most valuable asset. And that, that's, that's, that's been really important. And that's really, you know, been our biggest drive to, again, add people. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, you mentioned it earlier, the, the, uh, really the field and just the whole worker position we were in going into the spring of 2020, right. With you know, c- couldn't find skilled workers and, you know, then this pandemic hits and, you know, luckily we maintained, you know, or, or, uh, we're able to keep working because we were considering an essential business and, so one one of my big concerns, quite honestly, was that, you know, geez, we're going to go into this pandemic and we're going to quit working and we're going to lose all these apprentices and all the momentum we had in the high schools is going to go, go to hell. And, and, but I think we've been able to weather this storm pretty well as an industry. And, um, it's really been for most of the contractors, I'm sure, including you, um, a challenge, you know, you've got people that are working from home, you've got, um, you know, just the demographic challenge within your, within your workforce of young folks and probably older folks on the, you know, superintendents on the job sites and with young project managers overseeing their projects. And it's just been really interesting, but I think as an industry, we should be really proud about how we've handled this thing. And, um, I'm sure Zenith Tech's seen a lot of those challenges, what would be interesting to me is to see, like you know, um, like you know, the founders of Wal Walbeck and and um, you know the um, the Bechtold family and a lot of these old time, um, you know, like the old Fendorf guys and the old Vogel and all these other folks, to hear their perspectives of you know people working from home and and just how this has changed the way we're doing things for now, and and maybe for a while and maybe forever for some in some respect, but. Um, Anyway, um, John, I, you know, you're welcome to add any, you know, closing comments, but I really don't have any more questions and, and do appreciate you joining me today. So you can. Oh, thanks, thanks. I appreciate uh, talking with you. Yeah. And um, um, we appreciate Zenith Tech's membership and, you know, just let us know how we can help. And, and I think this is a good education for our members because, um, quite honestly, I'm sure most of them. Um, probably saw Zenith Tech as primarily just a bridge builder. And right. it's really interesting what you guys do, and, and I appreciate the information. Well, from the Wallback team, again, appreciate uh, 
the organization and, and taking the time to talk with us. All right. Thanks, John. You have a good weekend. Love you as well. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ford Construction Podcast. To access this and other AGC podcasts, go to the AGC website at www.agcwi.org or download directly at Google Play or Apple Podcasts. For more information on this podcast or to get involved, please contact Bob Barker at the AGC office.